Well, a big welcome to those who are watching or listening online. So great to have you as part of the service. Church, can we say hello to those who are joining us online? Come on and let's welcome them. Come on, we can clap better than that. I don't know where you're watching from. We love you. And, uh, you know, I'm just, isn't that great? I love seeing people giving their lives to... Uh, to Christ. It's pretty cool. And can I say, Jordan, outstanding. Just stand up, Jordan. That was his first. Come on, stand up, stand up. Listen, first time today doing a whole set. Mate, you nailed it, bro. You nailed it. Man, too smooth, too smooth. And he doesn't have to do it once, you know, he had to do it twice. And so, good, uh, good job, man. Good job. Well, hey, if this is your first service back for 2019, a warm welcome. There's a lot going on. We finished up with a great Christmas service in 2018. That was flippin' awesome. It was great. Some incredible acting, if you were there. Some incredible acting. The wise men, well, I just want to tell you, they were just like incredible. I, I, yeah, they were off the chart. Grammy, Grammy Award, Grammy Grammy Award winning stuff there. But but it wasn't only us here doing our Christmas services. Also uh, in India, our Connect Church there was doing uh, uh, the services and Prem sent me a couple of photos. They had many people respond to the gospel. If you can put up that first photo, I think we've uh, uh, found them. So a whole lot of people You've got to remember a lot of these people are Hindus and uh, stuff who, who responded to go to the next photo. And they, they, uh, they also had packed out services right there. So can we thank God for all those who said yes over there in that services uh, too. It's pretty exciting. I'm continuing on my uh, uh, series this week called um, Starting, Starting Point. And I want to start straight away by just reading from Genesis chapter 1. That's where we're, where we're going to uh, uh, pick up this morning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says this, Then God said, now you've got to remember God said this. God said, that's not my idea, it's, it's a God idea. Then God said, let us make man in our image. We talked about that last week. Let us make, God, uh, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion. Everybody say dominion. I want to tell you, it's more than just a newspaper, okay? Dominion, dominion. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Genesis means beginnings. We can learn a lot from beginnings. We can learn a lot from beginnings. Beginnings set our course. Beginnings set our direction. Uh, beginnings uh, set our starting position or our starting point. That's what beginnings do. I, uh, Natalie and I were doing a, a, a sort of, I don't even know what you call a Facebook type thing, interview with someone who was helping us out on some uh, strategy and stuff. And as that person was trying to get the idea of what it is we were talking about, he, he said, let's go back to the start. Let's go back to the wide. Let's go back to the, if you like, the starting point or the beginning of, uh, of what it is you want to achieve. Because it's at the beginnings you can often find the reason why. That's when people study the Bible, one of the uh, things that people look for is the law of first mention. And the law of first mention is if you want to know something about a theme or an origin or a topic, you go back to the first place it was mentioned, the first place that it was 
was talked about. And, and here in Genesis chapter 1, this is the first place mankind is talked about. This is the first place where we, we can determine what God's direction is, what God's purpose is, what, what, what God's starting point is for, for mankind. And we can learn a lot from it. And so by going back to the start there, we can learn a lot about for our start here in 2019. As we begin this new year, this is a new year. Why do we call it new year? Because we haven't been here before. Everything is new. And so we can learn a lot from beginnings there for our beginnings here in 2019. And so this is part two of starting point. And uh, last time we, we looked at the fact that number, because again, out of those scripture, scriptures, you can get three things. Here, here they are. We're at number one, we are made in his image. And we talked about that last week. And that's, that, that's talking about who we are, who we are. And, and number two, we, we can see, and this is what we're going to be looking at today. We are made for dominion. That's talking about how we're to live. And number three, which we'll be talking about next week, we're talking about be fruitful and multiply. That, that's going to be exciting, that one, isn't it? Amen. Come on, somebody. Uh, um, we, we have to be fruitful and multiply, and that's talking about what we should, should do. But in part one, we, we said this. We, we said to you, you've got to remember whose you are. Whose you are. See, see, you've got to understand, you are made in the image of God. You are made in the image of God. And can I say this? God doesn't make trash. He doesn't make junk. Come on. He doesn't get it wrong. He doesn't mess it up. Come on, somebody. You are made in the image of God. And the Bible, Bible declares that you are a son and daughter of that most high God. He doesn't make rubbish. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't get it wrong. He doesn't mess it up. And so I'm saying to you today, don't, don't, don't forget who you are. Don't forget whose you are. You are made in His image. In part two of starting point, we're talking about the fact that we are made for dominion. Everybody say dominion. dominion. You and I are created for dominion. Scripture says, let them have dominion over. Let them have dominion over. Let them sub subdue the earth. God's idea, not ours. God's heart. When God, you are hardwired for this. Can I say that? You're hardwired. You can see this just in life. Man's ability, a man's desire to take control of things. You can see it as part of the nature of man. You and I were hardwired in that way. But see, I want to remind you today as you begin 2000 and. 19, that, that, that you are created. You are created. You are not a cosmic accident. You're not a, so, whoa, that just happened. Woo. No, you, you, you are created with purpose on purpose. And you are created to, to take ownership and responsibility for your world. Not just our world in general, but, but your world, your your. your your public world, your personal world, your, your private world. You, God's desire is and God's heart is, is that we would take responsibility and take charge of it. What does dominion mean? Well, the word dominion means simply this, to rule, to rule, to lead, to, to, to reign over, to, to, to govern. It means to take authority and 
To subdue means to, is like it, it's to, to bring under control. To bring under control, to, to, to overcome. We're to be overcomers. Even the Bible says they overcame Him. How? By, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their what? Testimony. We're designed to be overcomers. We're, we're designed to be people who would take authority, that we would rule and reign. I think there's a verse that talks about ruling and reigning with Him. God has given us, you and I, the responsibility to take charge of ourselves and of the world that we, we live in. And we can see that. We can see that in Scriptures like in Genesis chapter 2 because one of the, 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 the first things God did with man is He said, you choose the names for the animals. You choose the. I mean, God could have done it. He might have come up with better names even. But for some reason, he chose to partner with man. And he said, you choose the names for all the animals. And you know that in Genesis 2 verse 19, it says, Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air. He brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. I like that. It's kind of like God's like, okay, see what I've done now. I want to see what you're going to do, Adam. What are you going to call these guys? And of course, Adam started off with great gusto. Didn't he? I mean, he started off with a great gusto. I was like, easy peasy. He's like, I, 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 can, I, I can do this. And so he, he starts off and he always starts off big, doesn't he? He's like, mm, Tyrannosaurus. And let's throw a Rex onto the end, uh, uh, end of that. And I'll call it T-Rex for all my gangster friends. Yo, yo, what's up? And then I'll call that thing over there. I think I'll call it a br- br- Brontosaurus. A Brontosaurus. Yeah, that sounds, that, that, that sounds good. And, and, and that one I'll call it a Hippopotamus. <laughs> And you know, when he started off doing that, he, he, he had great, but, but there's a lot of animals. How many know there's a lot of animals? And towards the end, he sort of ran out of steam and he's just like ant, fly, gnat. Because uh, <laughs> he, he's just like, okay, there's just way, way too many. And then, of course, it says in the Bible that no suitable helper was found for him. And so Adam, God made Adam fall asleep and he did some work on the ribs. <laughs> on the ribs, yeah. And, 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 and he formed Eve, we know he formed Eve out of, out of Adam. And of course, Adam had never seen anything like that before. And so when he, when he, when he woke up and he, he saw Eve, he's like, whoa, man. Okay, that didn't work. Back to drawing board. Whoa, man. Okay, okay it's still not working. Don't worry about it. I don't know if that's actually biblically accurate, but I like the story. Whoa, man. Whoa. I want to tell you, every time I see my wife, I go, whoa, man. Come on. Oh, yeah. And husbands, this is a good opportunity for tap your wife. Yeah, honey, that's like that. You've just missed an opportunity right there. <laughs> Not about my wife, about your wife, please. Come on, somebody. <laughs> just to be clear. Just to be clear, that could get you in a whole lot of trouble right there. So we are designed by God to take charge. We're designed to rule and reign, to, to govern, to take authority, take responsibility for ourselves, for our, listen, for our environments, for our emotions, for our attitudes. We are designed to take charge of it. That's why the scripture, scripture tells us to guard our hearts. We saw it last week, Proverbs 4, verse 20, 23, 3, because out of it flow issues. Everybody say issues. And let me tell you, we've all got issues. Yep, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, we, yes, even you. 
we all have issues. So the Bible says, God, our heart. That's why why the scriptures also say in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, to take thoughts captive. To take every thought captive. Again, I've had that saying. I've shared it a few times about you can't help what happens. You know, some of us just allow whatever's going in our mind and I can't help it. I'm thinking, no, no, we need to take that captive. Come on, somebody. Yeah, listen, listen, you, you can't help what, what birds fly over your head, but you can stop them making a nest. Come on, someone. And so in your, your, your thoughts, the Bible says you've got to take captive, you take, take control of it, start to govern it, start to rule it. Start to take authority over it. Like we said last week, a, neg- a negative mind will never give you a positive life. You've got to take thoughts captive. And then Galatians 5.22 tells us we're to control self. We're to control self. In fact, it tells us in Galatians 5.22 that this is one of the fruits of a spirit-led life. We don't like it. It seems like one of these things just doesn't belong here. When you, when you hear the list, I mean, the, the list is so amazing. It's like, you, you know, the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentle. And then on the end, I've tacked this and self-control. Don't you, just, don't you just wish that wasn't there? It's just like so much oh, love and joy, but self-control. The ability to control. So, but, but, but one of the, the pictures of a spirit-led life is to be able to control self. And how many know my bad self needs some control sometimes? Come on, somebody. Anybody else's bad self needs control? Come on, thank you. The rest of you are lying. And that's not good. <laughs> to control self is, is one of the fruits of the... Spirit. So when I'm thinking about dominion here, for, for me, it simply means don't let life rule you. You rule it. Don't let life rule you. You rule it. And so for me, I love the, the fact that the God of the Bible has given me and, and yourselves the freedom and the liberty to, to, to choose to actively participate in every and any arena of life. I think that's pretty cool. We are not robots. Well, I can't do what I just must do. No, 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 no. God, God, look, if you're a, I'm not a Calvinist. I'm just telling you right now. I believe that, that God has given us the ability to have a free will and to be able to, to do and make, shift things and, and change things, to actively participate. I have the freedom to step out of the boat and try and walk on some water. Come on. I have the freedom to, 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 because of this liberty, because I'm hardwired this way, because hardwired with this desire to lead into a room, we don't always get it right. Can I just say sometimes on the opposite side of this spectrum, we, we see that to rule and to lead and means to, we, we see it in the negative sense. It has the negative side, I'm going to take over and dictate and, and control others. But again, our example is who? Christ. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So how did Jesus live? How did Jesus walk? He made himself nothing, became obedient 
lived as a servant, obedient to, to death, even death on, on a cross. So if we listen to how Jesus, that he said, you want to be first, you've got to be last. He, 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 he was a servant uh, leader. So we're going to lead. It's not, a, not about, hey, I'm just going to be the boss. It's me and no, no one else. You know, I'm just telling you, I'm taking over. And no, no. We see the example of Jesus as he led this out in earth. And so we have, that, uh, we have that, that, that freedom to step out of the boat, step out of the comfort zone. So where are you stepping out this year? Where are you taking charge of this year? What are you taking hold of this year? It means that we have the freedom to think creatively. And we saw that last week where that person wanted to start it has a business idea and to start, and that, that's, that's the beauty of it. He's given us that, that freedom. I can, I can start a business. I can, I can, I can take a risk. Yeah. I was talking to someone before in the service, talking about, oh, uh, before the service, about, hey, the, the, a business idea that somebody had. I think that's cool. And, and I, don't, I, I don't think those are just, well, that's just random. That's just, just I mean, I, listen, I, I, I believe God can speak those things. Come on. I can start a business. I can take a risk. Where are you taking a risk? Yeah. You, you can do stuff like travel to Africa or Siberia, right, Ian? Yeah. You just traveled through Siberia of all places. You went to the Gold Coast. He went to Siberia. <laughs> but you can do it. It means you can, you, you can have a dream and, and it can be a big dream. Why? Because you serve a big God. Come on, somebody. It means you can climb a mountain. It means you can build the life I want, the home I want, the, the family I want. You can, it means you can feel passionately and, and strongly about things. That you, it means you can fight for what you uh, believe in. It means you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. And it means I have the potential to make a real difference because I, 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 I can take hold. I can take charge. It means I have the potential to make a real difference. Difference when I pray, when I serve, I can actually make not just my life better, but other people's lives better. And you can too. Because I can love God with all of my heart, freely, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, with all of my my strength. Dr. Henry Cloud said, "With this, people have a need to be in control of their own lives, and they have a need to know that God is behind that idea." God is behind that idea. This is God's idea. And it's a beautiful balance between God's sovereignty and human responsibility. There are some things God, God sovereignly ordains, but there are things that we can actively participate and partner with God in. And of course, stepping up and taking charge and leading our life and leading our, our world, none of that comes easy. It's not something for the lazy. Can I hear a good amen on that? It's just not. It's not something for the lazy. It takes work and it takes hard work. Why? Because there will always be challenges. There will always be trials. There will always be heartaches. It'll take, it'll take some fighting. It'll take some struggling. It'll take some battling in and for your life. If you want to take charge, if you want to take hold, it will mean you've got to fight a bit. You know, because it's easy to go with the flow. It's easy to go with the flow. And you know, I've said it multiple times. I mean, 
the thing is about fish, I mean, dead things, dead fish float downstream. Come on, somebody. Dead fish float downstream. It's easy to just go with the flow. But we're not called to live like that. We're called to be ones who fight against the current. Come on, somebody. We're called to be ones who would take hold of and, 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 and go against the ground. And I want to tell you, there's some strong currents fighting us. We're not called to just, just, just flow, but to go against that and to fight the current that's there. To keep pressing forward to, to challenging. I, I love the saying that goes like this, the person on the top of the mountain didn't fall there. Come on. I'll say it again. The person on the top of the mountain didn't fall there. They worked hard. See, some people just want God. God, will you just... Do it all. Why don't you just do it all? Why, why don't you just, just make it happen, God? Life can be tough. Hey, life can be tough. I'm just saying, just being honest. Maybe you're here this week and you've had a tough week. I was talking to someone before and I said, how was your week? And I was expecting them to say, as we always do, oh, it's fine. But they said, no, actually, it was quite tough. I was like, okay, thank you for your honesty. Because life can be challenging. Life can be be tough, but you know, you talk to some people and you're just like, well, I, gave my Jesus, I, I, I gave my life to Jesus and I thought everything would be worked out and every problem would be sorted out. How many know that's not how it goes? Come on, somebody. Man, you're a gay man. <laughs> the thing is, He gives us strength to walk through the valley of the shadow of death that we had fear. No, His rod and His stuff will comfort us in it, it will help walk us through it. But it doesn't promise that we will never have struggles or things. My my wife comes to me, she, you know, look, I, I just got to say, we, we keep the couriers going in Kapiti. So I, I get, the, the courier comes, someone's come, what is this parcel ordered by my wife? But sometimes she'll, she'll show me, like, one day she's like, oh, I love this table. Can we get this table? Can we get this table? Can I order it now? I was like, okay, get that, get that table. But how many know when the table arrives, it's not a table? How many know that's in a flat pack? Anyone here hate flat packs? Come on, I see that hand, I see that hand. It comes as a flat pack and, and, you know, it always has that thing on it, some assembly required. And then you go, you go into that flat pack and, of course, when you start reading it, they've written it for five other versions of the table and, and you've got to figure it out. Do the, does the bolts go, uh, uh, go here? And all I wanted was a table. Why don't you just give me the, the table? And sometimes we can treat our Christianity like that. We're like, I just want a table. What do you give me? Some assembly require, you know, and, and again, you can't understand the instructions. Sometimes in the Word of God, where we open the Bible, and it's like, I don't understand the instructions. But God's wanting us to work in it. See, some of us want the table, but God just gives us the tree. Come on, someone. He just gives the tree and He says, you carve it up how you like. You carve it up how you, because in the tree, there's a table. In the tree, there's chairs. In the tree, there's a house. In the tree, uh, uh, there can be whatever it is you can carve out uh, of there. See, some of us just want, want the table, but He gives us the tree. Come on. It would have been so much easier. And you, you've heard me say it. If, if, if Noah could have just got the, there was a duck in here somewhere. Who's is that? Would you please stand up so we can embarrass you right now? No. For those watching online, someone's cell phone and the sound of a duck just went off. 
I will see you in my office. But no, but no again, he, he, it would have been so much easier to have an ark, but God didn't give him an ark. He gave him a plan. God's given a plan. He's given freedom. He's not going to give you a table. He gives you the tree. He created the garden. Then he got Adam to work in the garden and tend the, tend the garden. That's how it works. You see, because... Again, if you, you're, you're saying, I mean, I just, why can't God just take care of everything? Why can't God just do, do you know, take care of my, why do I have to worry about food? Why do I have to worry about all these things? Why, why can't God just take care of it? And to me, when, I, when we live that life, can, can I just say it reminds me of a bit of prison? Not that I've been there. <laughs> but prison, you know, prison people say, oh, you know, in prison, it's easier. I just get a roof over my head, three square meals. I don't have to do it. And some of us want to do our Christianity. Can I, can I, come on, come on, somebody. Not you guys, but the ones in the other service. I had to really tell them. I mean, it's just, and we want a life where everything's just going to work out, work out easy. And can I just tell you, that's the wilderness experience. You know, in the Bible, when when they're stuck in the wilderness, that's when God took care of every need and uh, the food was given every day and the the, the shoes never worn out. Can you imagine that, ladies? Your shoes never wearing out. No no new pairs of shoes for 40 years. Come on. Uh, uh, Ladies are like, oh, Lord. All the husbands are saying, amen, amen. Bring them back, Jesus. But no new shoes. Same shoes, 40, 40. That's wilderness. Can Can I just say this? There are times when you're going to go through a wilderness where you need God to show up and meet you in that place. But that's not where we're to live. See, we have to cross over into the promised land. And when they crossed over to the promised land, they had to start digging their own wells. They had to work. They had to fight their battles. They had to knock some Jericho uh, walls down. They had to take ownership and take authority and take dominion. And as it was for them, so it is for us. Les Brown said this, accept responsibility for your life. No, it is you who will get you where you need to go. No one else. That means simply this. We can't pay someone else to go to the gym for us. Security, remove her. You know, when I talk about taking responsibility for your world, can I just say this? The word responsible just means what? Response able. Response able. It means that you and I are able to give a response to something. There are many things we cannot change. There are many things we can't work on, but we can work on our own life. We are able to give a response. And so when I'm saying we need to be response able for our life, we can ably give a response to change our life. We can't change, like I said, everybody's world everywhere, but we can change our world. We can work on our lives. Dennis Waitley said this, there are two primary choices in life, to accept conditions as they exist or accept responsibility for changing them. What will you do? See, the thing is, when you acknowledge that God has given you dominion and by His grace, He has given you the ability to take charge of your life, we should do it because if we don't, who will? Who will? See, we're not designed to be a people who just let life happen. We're designed, like I said, on purpose and for purpose to take hold and take charge 
of our life. And so I want to encourage you this year in 2019, don't let your faults and failures, your habits and heartaches, your problems or pain rule you. You rule it. Or I'll say that again. Don't let your your faults or failures, your habits or heartaches, your problems or pain rule you. You rule it. I encourage you, don't focus on the struggles you're going through, but rather focus on the heaven you're going to. Can I hear an amen? Trust in the Lord. And allow Him to use you to take charge of your life. In Deuteronomy 28 verse 13, we throw the Scripture out from time to time. We say, the Scripture says, be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. We're like, Amen. But I want to tell you today, it's conditional. There's a condition. The condition is, is that that will work if you are obedient to His Word. That's what it says. What does that mean? It means don't say I can't when God says you can. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, my Bible says you can do all things through Christ. Apart from Him, you can do nothing. But through Him, you can do all things. Through Christ, who strengthens you. The Bible says you're more than a conqueror. Oh, just I can't hack it. No, no. You're more than a conqueror. Well, I don't feel like that. It's not about feelings. We're not called to walk by feelings. We're called to walk by faith. Come on, somebody. It's not about, well, I just feel like this. Stop living in the realm of feelings and start walking in the realm of faith. You're more than a conqueror. What is it that you want to see God do in 2019? I want encourage you to go after it. God has designed you to rule and to lead, to govern. Don't listen to the devil's lies. You know, one of my things I've shared from time to time, and I think it's worth a repeat. I've said there are three types of people in the world. Those who make stuff happen, number one. Number two, those who watch what happens, number two. Number three, those who wonder what happened. Come on, somebody. Don't be two and three. Be someone who takes hold of your life. I'm asking you today, what needs to change? What needs to change in your life? What, what things are going to shift? What things have got to move? Well, then take whatever that is. Make a plan and change it. Make a plan and shift it and do it. And here's the other thing. This is the beauty of fellowship in the church. We don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do, well, I'm just going to give it a go. No, you're, you're, you're not alone. That's why joining a connect group is so important. Can I hear a good amen on that? That's why being a part of a connect group is an absolute necessity. If you're not, why not? Why are you not connecting with people? Well, I don't know if I don't. No, no, you, we need each other. And so connect groups allow us what? To build relationships. And it, and it beats staring at the back of people's head. Come on, like just like we are now. That when connect group, we can face each other and talk about life. Life together. That's why we need a connect group because we're not designed to do this alone. There are people can, who can help you with your plan. Help you take charge of it and encourage you. How many know you go further? 
when people encourage you, when other people do it. You know, they did that experiment where they put people's foot in a bucket of ice and, you know, if they just tried to do it by themselves, they, you know, after a minute or whatever, they took it, took it out. But when there are people there going, come on, you can do it. They managed to sound like double or something ridiculous like that. I want to tell you the same works in connect groups. You need that. Come on. You need people saying, you can do this. You can do this. You can make that change. Listen, here's the amazing thing about following Christ, about making Christ Lord of your life as some did before. Someone said this, following Jesus will not only make your life better, but it will make you better at life. I don't know about you, I want to be better, better at life. Can you stand right now and maybe just put your hands out like this. God, you know, in here represents every dream and hope for 2019. There's many ideas and things that you're speaking, maybe even to people's lives right, right now. Father, we begin this year with hope. And so God, we, we, we thank you that you've given us, Father God, the ability that you've hardwired us to take res- respond, to, to, to be able to, re- to respond, to be able to do something about our situation. Lord, we, we know we will do our best and that you will do the rest. But God, today, we just, Father, seal every dream, every hope, every desire for 2019. Fathers, we've began at that starting point of deciding to follow follow you, we would ask God that you lead and direct our paths. And whatever you open up before us, we, we, we would take hold of it. We would take hold of it. Dreams, aspirations, desire, vision, whatever it is, you stir in our heart, even this month, that we'd be able to boldly take hold of what you're calling us to. This we ask in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Somebody say, I receive it. Amen. Man, imagine not having Christ. Imagine, it's like, well, just hope you you. Just good luck. How many know we ain't doing it by luck, but by design? Come on, somebody. Can we honor King Jesus just as we bring this in?